most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for week 11 of the NFL season. I am your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by one of the top rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up, man? Doing good. How about you? Doing good, man. Another good week. So uh, excited to uh, get back into it. We'll talk some Thursday night. We'll talk some main slates and uh, we'll build some lineups on FanDuel and DK and before we do that, just want to announce this week's uh, contest winner is R Morris Six. So thank you for the uh, kind review and the rating. Congratulations on your free year of Action Pro. Hit up podcast at actionnetwork.com, R Morris Six, and you can claim your free year of Action Pro. And if anyone listening, if you enjoy the pod, please leave us a rating and review on Apple and uh, we pick our favorite one every week and uh, give you a free air of action pro. All right, let's get into the Thursday night football slate. We got the green Bay Packers hosting the Tennessee Titans Packers favored by three. The total is 41. Who do you like in a captain spot? Got to go with Derek Henry here. This is the perfect Derek Henry spot. You know, it's going to be Lambeau field late November. This is the time of year where defenses are starting to wear down. Uh, you know, Packers had that devastating Rashawn Gary, Gary injury a couple weeks ago, so their D-line uh, took a hit. So they they ranked 30th in DBO against the run. Uh, there, there is no doubt that the Titans are just going to lean heavily on Henry here. So uh, it, this should be a pretty low-scoring, close game. So I, I think Henry um, definitely has the highest ceiling of anybody on this slate. Yeah, and this Packer defense, and I'm going with Henry as well, uh, and this Packer defense – was on the field for 79 plays. Wow. Against that Cowboys game, in that Cowboys game. So, yeah, short week, short turnaround. That is that could be a problem against Derrick Henry, you know, might not start off great, you know, but when you're sitting there in the third and fourth quarter, uh, you know, 79 plays is going to catch up to you, especially like you mentioned with them suffering some injuries, their depth a little bit compromised. So, yeah, I, I really like Derrick Henry. Uh, as well in this spot. Uh, what about for dark throws? Do you like darts, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Um, so th- this is a slate where kickers and defenses are certainly <laughs> in play. I mean, it's going to be a lower scoring game. Uh, but I had to really dig deep on the Packers side. They don't really have many players I would consider a dart throw. So I'm going crazy here. I'm going with Mercedes Lewis. Um, just because he's a decent bet for a red zone target or touchdown. Um, I mean, he's on the field for most of the time. Obviously, he's more of a, a blocking tight end. But, um, you know, he's been running a route, you know, 20, 25 percent of the time. And Titans are pretty good against the run. So we could see the Packers be a little bit more pass heavy once they get in the red zone. So Mercedes Lewis is one of those guys where a showdown slate. It would not be, you know, crazy to see him catch a touchdown. That's all we're asking here is, you know, one catch for nine yards and a touchdown. Um, and that would certainly be enough to break this slate. 
Um, I believe he already has one touchdown this year, so um, it's not too crazy uh, to consider him as a dart throw on the Packers side. And then on the Titans side, uh, a rare case where I think the starting tight end for the Titans is considered a dart throw, um, and that's Austin Hooper, and he's been very good, sneakily good the past four games. Um, he's seen a 24% target per route run rate, uh, which is super high, and his, his routes run rate jumped up to 66% um, last week, and he cashed in with a nice five catches for 41-yard games. So um, I think Hooper Sneaky has a pretty high floor. So in a, a game like this where I'm not expecting too much offense, you know, a three to four catch game from him could be enough. So I like him as a dart throw on the Titans side. Yeah, he's uh, he's been playing well lately. And I think, you know, Ryan Tannehill being back obviously helps yeah. <laughs> uh, all those guys, but especially him. And, uh, you know, the Packers still have good corners with Jair and Rasul Douglas. So uh, they may – you know, have to go through the backs and the uh, the tight ends in this one. Uh, I will go with, on the Packers side, I'll go with Samari Ture. I'll go back to Oherliable. Uh he, he ran just, he played 35% of the uh, dropbacks last week, so not terrible for uh, a dart throw. He was fourth uh, among the receivers in, oh no, he was tied for third with, uh, with Sammy Watkins last week. So uh, him and Watkins both ran around on 35% of the dropbacks. And if Randall Cobb comes back, then I would go with Randall Cobb as a dart throw. He's actually been priced. But uh, if not, then I think Teray is going to continue to get some snaps in the slot. And remember, they just released Amari Rodgers. So that could be an extra snap or two for Teray as well. Um, it also could just mean Cobb is coming back again, in which case I would go with him. But uh, either way, I think Teray is another guy. You know, Watson's going to get all the hype in this game. But Teray was having his own little mini breakout. And uh, in each of his four games played, He's run around on between 34 and 47% of the dropbacks. So he's never had one of those games where, you know, he only sees like one or two snaps yet. So uh, I like the the, the ceiling floor combination uh, with Teray in this matchup. And then for the Titans, I'll go with Dontrell Hilliard, your boy. Uh, you know, he he's always going to be involved here. Uh, give Derrick Henry a breather. This run defense, as you mentioned, bottom three in terms of DVOA. And, you know, they are an underdog. So you always have the potential – you know, if they do get behind, you'll see him get some catches. Because, again, Jair Alexander on the outside. Rasul Douglas is playing on the outside now, too, because, uh, you know, their, their slot corner got hurt. So uh, that makes it really tough to, you know, to, to go throw outside here. So I think you're going to see a lot of throws to the backs, the tight ends, and, and Westbrook Akina as well. Mm -hmm. But he'll be pretty popular after coming off the big game. He's got another good matchup. But um, like Dontrell Hilliard in this spot. Yeah, I love the Teray call, especially that's that's really good leverage against Christian Watson, who, I mean, his roster ship is going to be massive for this slate, as as it should be. You know, we're, we're high on him, but on a one-game slate, uh, playing Teray over Watson, uh, if Teray has a big game at the expense of Watson, that's that's really how you can take down one of these slates. Yeah. Oh, and one guy I always got to mention is uh, it's Chigo Conquo. Of course. You know, he's he's been playing really well and he leads the team in yards per route run almost by a full yard over second place. <laughs> who's Hilliard, by the way, but two point six, six yards per route for Chigo Conquo. And I just think this guy is a really good player. He's explosive. Uh, he's averaging 20 yards a catch, which is absurd for a tight end. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think he could pop a big play. Uh, at any given moment in this one. And I think they're from here on out, they're probably going to draw up like one or two plays per game where they just try mm -hmm. to get him the ball and, and hope for the best. So 
Uh, I haven't projected right around one and a half catches in this spot. So uh, love him as well as a dart throw. Yeah, he has back-to-back games with a catch uh, that went for more than 40 yards. So that is definitely showdown slate material. Absolutely. All right, uh, let's transition to the main slate for week 11. And who do you like for stacks? Uh, so I love the Daniel Jones, Darius Slayton stack here against the Lions. Um, obviously, this is just an easy matchup all around for the Giants. Guessing Saquon Barkley will be popular once again here, as he should be. But, you know, Darius Slayton really raises Daniel Jones' ceiling. Um, and, you know, he has a 13.2 ADOT, 17.2 yards per reception. This could be a game where he absolutely goes off against the Lions. He doesn't need that many catches to post a big line. So uh, I think this is a really sneaky stack this week. Um, I, I don't know if the public has really caught on to how good Slayton has been, but um, love that stack. And then also I have to go with Dak Prescott, Dalton Schultz um, against the Vikings this week. You know, Patrick Peterson has been playing out of his mind, so he could slow down C.D. Lamb just enough here. And Schultz looks like he's completely over his PCL injury. He had his first game of more than 70% routes run since week four last week. Um, and he cashed in with a nice line. So um, he typically feasts against his own defense. And, you know, the Vikings have played zone at the second highest rate this season. So I think this is a spot to get like a nice sneaky contrarian sack with Dak Prescott and Dalton Schultz. Yeah, you love yourself some Schultz this week. Oh, I, I, I'm love waiting. Myself I'm, are Schultz. you going to be on his over whatever it's going to be like? 38 well, and a half. Well, we'll have to see what it is. Oh, I would love it at 38 and a half. But yeah, like uh, we'll have to see what the line is, but I, I think I will be on the over. Uh, yeah, I have I have a few stacks. Uh, I'll start with Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney. You know, I think Justin Fields is going to be popular as he should be, but I think there's a great matchup for Mooney. You always want to target the Falcons uh, with the slot receivers and Mooney's uh, ran a route at the slot 60% of the time this year. So even though he's a number one receiver, he goes inside quite a bit. That's where you get to see uh, Isaiah Oliver, D. Alford. Both of those guys are, are have not been playing well. Those are the guys that opponents have been targeting. And Atlanta's also, they're ninth best in explosive run rate allowed, but 23rd in explosive pass rate. So, you know, Fields might actually, he's in a good spot to get a couple of big pass plays. He's going to get his numbers on the ground regardless, but uh, he might have the help of one of his receivers. And we talked about this off air after Mooney, he's running around. He's on the field pretty much every snap. All the other guys are just kind of rotating in and out, whether it's St. Brown or Claypool or Pettis. So I think Mooney is the guy, you know, outside of Cole Komet, who probably will be a little more popular because he's got this newfound love for the end zone. But uh, I want a guy like Mooney, who I think is a better bet for an explosive play. Cause that's what you really want with the correlation um, you want an explosive play. You obviously want a touchdown, but uh, you want an explosive touchdown. I think Mooney, you know, look what Ch- uh, LaVisca Chenault did uh, to the mm-hmm. to that Falcons defense on Thursday night. So uh, love me some Fields Mooney. Uh, it's not, it's, it's pretty affordable because Mooney is, uh, you know, not too expensive. Then uh, I also like Brian Robinson stacked with the commander's defense in this spot. You have the commanders going on the road, but they are a favorite. And this Texans defense has just been awful. So I think you're going to see another high volume run game from the commanders and this Washington offense, you know, it's, it's, it's been a struggle with Davis Mills. Washington gets a ton of pressure. Their top six in pressure rate. Chase Young is due back. 
So I think Washington could get in the backfield. I think they could also shut down the run a little bit, force the Texans into some third and longs because they are number two in run defense DVOA. So Pierce, he'll get his, but I think it's going to be a little tougher than it has been these last few games for the Texans to stay ahead of the chains, which could create havoc. And then uh, with a positive game script, I think you could see Robinson equips 20 carries. So like that one. And uh, but I also like Heineke McLaurin in the same game because I think you know this Texas defense I mentioned they're 32nd dead last in explosive runs and explosive pass plays allowed. So yeah, I think one way or another, somebody on this Washington offense is going to have a good game. And the Houston Texan defense 31st in DVOA against opposing number one wide receivers. So McLaurin's just been lights out, even against like the best. Opposing cornerbacks. I mean, Jair, Slay. Yeah. Uh, who was who else was it? It was somebody. Uh, Gilmore. Like, he's just everybody. It doesn't matter for for Terry. So uh, I like both kind of both ends of the Washington offense in this one. And then uh, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. You know, Devontae Smith. Anytime you play a zone heavy defense, he he actually has one point uh, two point one yards per route versus zone. One point five AJ Brown and this coach defense plays zone at a top five rate. That's just what they do. So like Hurts and Smith, who's not too priced up because they played Monday and the pricing had already come out, and so he's not getting that uh, price up for Goddard being out. And uh, one more I'll mention is Kenny Pickett. George Pickens always like to invest in these rookies, and this could be a game where. The Steelers get behind, you know, the Bengals are coming off their bye and Pickett already has a 38 attempt game, a 44 attempt game and a 52 attempt game. And now you're talking about Claypool out of the picture. So I think Pickens could be a guy, you know, he's, he's the most explosive guy. He's been, Pickett's been looking for him a little bit more than Deontay uh, against these coverages these last few weeks. So uh, I like Pickens and it's a pretty cheap one that you could just get some game script where Pickett's throwing 40 times. So like that one as well. Yeah, I absolutely love the Brian Robinson commanders stack and especially Hurt Smith. Definitely have to use those in our uh, lineup builds on DK and Fandle for sure. Yes, sir. Uh, okay, what what about dart throws do you like? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Uh, so I like Nico Collins. Um, he's 4,100. Uh, he faces a commander's defense that's, you know, more of a pass funnel one. Um, and he returned to, you know, an 80% routes run rate see no reason to think that he can't go over like 90% um, this week. Um, and Brandon Cooks only saw a 63% routes run rate. He went to the locker room. I don't know if it's his wrist injury. He's frustrated. I don't know. But either way, Collins very well could be Davis Mills' top target the rest of the season. Um, and Washington has been pretty vulnerable to deep passes. So there's a chance you know, Collins gets a deep pass, potentially a touchdown here. So love Nico right in that 4K range. Um, and then LaVisca Chenault, he's 3,700. Uh, they face the Ravens this week. Um, and he has seen a ridiculous 46% target per route run rate this year. That's like not even close to being sustainable. But it just goes to show if he gets playing time, he could be sneaky. So last week he saw a 53% routes run rate. Um, and, you know, he cashed in with a solid two-catch, 42-yard, one-touchdown game rushing and three catches, 17 yards receiving. And it just makes me think, he, he's sort of occupying that vacancy left behind by Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, he's sort of a hybrid running back wide receiver. So I think that that's kind of been his path to hitting value. And he's way too cheap at 3,700. This should be a negative game script all the way. So I think we could see him, uh, his usage go up even more here. So love Chenault. Um, and then have to go with Jack Stoll here against the Colts. He's 2,500. He will most likely be replacing Dallas Goddard. I think 
uh, Grant Calcaterra could mix in as well, but still, uh, he's clearly been the strict backup to Goddard. So he's seen a 20% target rate on his routes the past two games. Unlikely to maintain that, but you know, the Eagles do like to lean on tight end. So he could be sneaky at min price, especially against his own heavy defense like the Colts. So I, I do like Stoll as a dark throw this week. Yeah, I wonder if they activate uh, Tyree Jackson. I think his window oh, is he back? closed this week. Well, they act, they started his window a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, so I think this is the last week they have to activate him. So I'll be watching for that as well. But yeah, either way, Stoll should be the, the starting tight end uh, for this week at least. So that's a good call. Uh, I will go with, I have, I, and I like the, uh, the Chenault call because I think when you look at the matchups for the Panthers, wide receivers, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, two of the better corners yeah. in the game. And the thing about Humphrey is he can go inside and follow DJ Moore if they so choose. So the Ravens have been very good at limiting opposing top wide receivers. They are number five in DVOA against number one receivers and number eight in DVOA against number two receivers. So I think that kind of opens it up for Chenault, who's going to be a little bit more of a gadget guy. They're not going to have – Peters or Humphrey assigned to him by default, you know, cause he's not going to be in every snap. So I think that they could get some matchups there. And that's what they were doing in that last game. I mean, they were just kind of running him motion jet sweep out of back jet motion out of the backfield and, and, and just throwing him easy passes and letting him go to work. So I really like that one. All right. So uh, I have quite a few. I'll go, I'll start with uh, Olamide Zacchaeus uh, like him in this matchup against Chicago. I think he's going to match up with Kyra Gordon uh, in the slot. Uh, a lot and that is the best matchup for uh, on the bears that you want to target uh, he's been he's av- he's allowing a reception every six and a half coverage snaps and he's av- he's allowing 1.8 yards per coverage snap compared to vildor's at uh 11 and a half snaps per reception and one yard per snap and jalen johnson 12.6 uh, and 1.2 yards per snap so uh really like that matchup for zacchaeus here i have him almost inside my top 50 this week. Wow. Um, I think he's got a good, I think he's in a good spot. Uh, probably be the guy to pop over like Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Cause that's the Falcons, but <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, uh, and then the two Rams receivers, Ben Skoronek and Van Jefferson, they're true dart throws, but there's a huge target share opened up with Cooper cup. Skoronek ran a route on 98% of the dropbacks last week. Uh, if you add Jefferson and cup together, they were at 95%. So it's possible that Robinson, Jefferson and Skoronek just kind of do what, uh, you know, they, the, the top three were doing before, and they all are in that 90% range. So I think either one of these guys could pop uh, in this matchup here. And, uh, you know, there's, gonna, there's just a lot. Because remember, too, Tyra Higby going against the Saints mm-hmm. defense, he should see a boost, but it's kind of the same thing as Fryermuth last week. It's like, how much are you really going to produce against the Saints defense with these linebackers and these safeties that are just able to, to blanket tight ends? I, I just I don't know if that's going to be a major source of production. And his his routes have been trending downward anyway. So I don't know if they're going to get a ton out of Higby in this particular matchup, which makes it better for Skaronic and Jefferson. And Allen Robinson has the toughest matchup because he probably goes against uh, Alante Taylor. He he winds up on the left more often than not, and that's where you know Taylor's a right corner. So Taylor's been really good uh, at eliminating opponents' production. So uh, I think Robinson, even though people are going to kind of look at him as like the new number one, I think this is a tough matchup for him as well. Um, Harris Campbell, I think – when you look at the Eagles, what do they do? Out perimeter corners, excellent. In the slot, a little bit more vulnerable. Paris Campbell, Matt Ryan's been 
targeted him a lot more than Ellinger did. The last three games with Ryan, he has at least seven catches and a touchdown in each game. So I'm, I'm continuing to ride the the wave with Paris Campbell until the wheels fall off uh, in another good matchup. And then a couple of running backs I think we should get ahead of here. Uh, one is Kyron Williams. I think, you know, over the long term, the Rams are just searching for anything in that backfield. And again, you know, there's they have they're having old line issues, but Williams can catch the ball and he kind of came on late and, and got a few catches. So you you could hope for kind of the same thing, maybe a bad game script. But there's also a chance he's just involved a lot earlier in the game plan because they're just scratching up straws for any type of offense they could get. So I think Williams uh, in an unpredictable backfield is interesting. And then Jalen Warren, um, you know, Najee Harris, you talked on the other part on how you're low on Najee. And uh, yeah, I think Jalen Warren is going to see a lot more carries going forward and uh, some catches as well. And, you know, he, he kind of was a lot more involved in the last game than you might think because Najee got 20 carries, but the Steelers had 43 carries. So Najee didn't even get, you know, half of the carries in that game. So I think Warren is a guy that's going to continue to, uh, to see his role uh, increase. And then two tight end dart throws in the, in the giants game, uh, one is Brock Wright for the Lions. Uh, you know, he's the he's been running the most routes and he does really well against man coverage. And the Giants play more man than pretty much anyone in the league. So Wright popped for a couple of, of decent games last year. He had a 50 yard, 51 yard game with a touchdown last year, and he had a touchdown in uh last week as well. So I think he could surprise, especially if the Lions get down and Goff just needs to dump it off a few times. He could actually beat win against some linebackers. And then on the other side, Lawrence Cager um, is start. He, he kind of drew even with Tanner Hudson and he's a, he's like an he's a former wide receiver. So mm-hmm. kind of like that Darren Waller mode. So I think, you know, the giants have shown that they're, they're willing to kind of, you know, like the playing time fluctuates from week to week. So, you know, one week it could be Hudson at like 80% and the next week it could be Cager. So, um, you know, the fact that they got him more involved coming off the bye. I think he might be trending up, and uh, I like the athleticism. He got in the end zone last week as well. So, uh, and this Lions team has been pretty bad against tight ends. So, like both of the tight ends in that in that game, because I think a lot of people are going to be looking, you know, to the more obvious guys, and and you know, these guys you could like add them onto a stack, um, or you could use them as leverage. So, like Wright and Cager as well. Yeah, I love the Kyron Williams uh, call, um, and he's a guy that should benefit. Just not not only the Rams backfield has been kind of a disaster this year, but their, their season's, you know, circling down the drain right now. So they'll probably <laughs> want to see what the, the rookie can do. And he, he got eased in last week because he's been out for so long. Uh, but he's a great pass catching back. He, he definitely has the chops to be a workhorse back. So uh, you want to get these guys before they have their breakout games. Yep. Similar to what I was saying with Rashad White. At any given time, he could leapfrog Leonard Fournette. And that's what happened sort of out of the blue um, last week. So he is definitely worth a dart throw this week. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of look at, Sean McVay and try to read, you know, okay, what's his philosophy with these kind of things. And last season, Cam Akers comes back in week 17 and he, mm. he gets uh, eight touches in that first game. So kind of, you know, three, five carries, three catches, <laughs> kind of similar to Kyron Williams, you know, played about you know 20% of the snaps. The next week, eight days later, he gets 18 touches and plays uh, over for half. 20, the, yeah. For like 25 the, yards. <laughs> yeah, it was 55, but yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, no, and the one catch for 40. So yeah, he had a bunch of yards in that one. But yeah, the point is, you know, they ramped him up pretty significantly in an eight-day period. And, you know, now you're kind of seeing the same thing with Kyron Williams, where he came back last week, got his feet wet, got a few got a few snaps, got a few touches, 
And now this week, you know, we might see it flip. I mean, they've they've been really they haven't wanted to play Cam Akers, obviously. <laughs> they've obviously been looking for a way to not play Henderson as much either, because you know, that's why Akers was even playing in the first place, even though he was yeah. in a doghouse. So uh yeah, this I think Williams could easily lead the backfield uh this week. So uh, like do like him. Now, on the Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's build some lineups. Let's start with DK. We probably, what is, is Robinson cheaper on here or, or FanDuel? I was just going to say, um, obviously he's a better FanDuel play, but yep. he's cheaper on DK, hmm. like per point. Eh, actually... Let's see. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's 66 on FanDuel, 53. Yeah, let's go with Robinson because I think he'll be less popular. And he mm -hmm. does have a shot at that 100-yard bonus. Oh, true, yeah. In this spot. Yeah, this is one point. of those spots. He hasn't had a 100-yard game yet, but did get 26 carries against <laughs> Philly. So if he had, if he gets 26 carries against Houston. You would assume his efficiency yeah. would go up <laughs> this week. Hopefully. If not, then that's yeah. a concern. Um, okay, cool. I like that start. I'm going to go with um, Devonta Smith, 6,200. All right. I'll go, I'll get the defense out of the way and just stack Robinson with the commanders. Yes. So 3,100 for that. So uh, we have an average of 5,900 for quarterback, running back, two wide receivers, tight end flex. Um, I'm just going to jam in Dalton Schultz now and you're going to have to deal with that. <laughs> Might as well get it over with. <laughs> All right. Go with my boy Jonathan Taylor, 7,800. Nice. So we got uh 58-25 quarterback, two wide receiver flex. So we have to figure out uh which stacker do we take Jalen Hurts? Do we have enough cash for that? Um, if we use Jalen Hurts, we would have about 5,100. Yeah, I think we I think player. that's enough. If there's anybody that can figure out to us. So let's do that. All right. Yeah, so we got the reverse game script here with Taylor and then Hurts and Smith as the oh. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that, that actually works. Like the contrarian. Yeah. Yeah. Colts leading in the game. All right. Let's see. Let's find a cheap wide receiver. There's plenty. Oh, yeah. Let's go with. Look how cheap 
Garrett Wilson is. What do you think about that matchup? I mean, after he went off in the first one, I feel like the Patriots are gonna <laughs> gotta take him away. Yeah, Belichick's seen enough of that crap. He's way too cheap though. Um let's go with let's go with Slayton the 5k. Oh, nice. So wait, so we do we have a we had Smith and Slayton at wide receiver. Do we have a third wide receiver yet? No, right? No, no. Okay, yeah. So 50 I, 50 50 average for wide receiver flex. I will do that though. Um, I'm thinking let's see. So if we spend up, so like Garrett Wilson would be like would allow you 5k for the final spot. Um, I was thinking of potentially going like a Nico Collins or even LaVisca Chenault. I like um, Nico because it kind of goes like, you know, oh, yeah, commander's defense and uh, Robinson. Nico would be like the comeback game. Script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally cool with that. Um, so now we'll give you 6K. So, yeah, let's go that route. It gives you plenty of options for the flex. All right. Nico at 4,100. See, so we got McLaurin, Devin Singletary is an option. Yeah, let's do that. Let's go with Devin Singletary, 5,800 against that Browns D in what's hopefully some weather. <laughs> hopefully. All right, so that's our lineup for DK. We got Jalen Hurts, 8,200 at quarterback against the Colts. Our running backs are Brian Robinson Jr. at 5,300 at Houston. Jonathan Taylor, 7,800 at home against Philly. Uh, and Devin Singletary at running back in the flex at 5,800 against the Cleveland Browns at home. Then at wide receiver, Devonta Smith stacked with Hertz at 6,200. Darius Slayton at 5K. Nico Collins at 4,100. The tight ends, Dalton Schultz at 4,300 at Minnesota. And we got the Commanders, D stacked with Robinson Jr., 3,100 at Houston. So we got 200 left on the table. Always like that. Yep. That's a good team. There's a lot of guys with a ton of upside, and we'll probably kind of overlook this week. Yeah, and get some good correlations, too. Yep. All right. Uh, you go first on FanDuel. All right. So let's see. Um, QB pricing is a little bit different. I'm going to go with, damn, I wanted Singletary for FanDuel, but all right. I'm going to start off with a bang. I'm going with Alvin Kamara at 7,500 against the Rams. That's just way too cheap. Yeah. He'll probably be able to overlook because it just had coming off a pretty bad game. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Oh, I'll go with my boy Pat Fryer moves down at 5,400 <laughs> against the Bengals. Nice. So we got uh, 67-29 for running back. All right, I'll get the uh, defense defense out of the way here. Let's go with the Saints. Um, correlate with Kamara against the Rams. Yeah, they're having more offensive line injuries, I think. Uh, yeah. Jackson's out for the year, and now uh, Brewer, too, I think is out. So it's just they cannot catch a break. And uh, – Looks like Kamara's receiving usage tends to go up when they have the lead, which is kind of backwards. But um, uh, last game they won was against the Raiders. He had nine catches for 96 yards and two grabs. So um, just he's going to go ham here. All right. Let's see. So we need a receiver. And a quarterback. Yeah, right. <laughs> God, Russ is cheap. Yeah, 69. <laughs> Dak is pretty cheap too. 7,500 is not. Yeah, bad. wow. Yeah, I'll go Dak. Let's go That's Dak surprising. against this Minnesota defense. Oh, uh, you blocked my Schultz. <laughs> um oh yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> it's, I mean, we can go like CD Wams uh, Wam should have a, a good game. I mean, he'll he'll probably see a lot of Peterson who's been playing good, but I mean, Wam's been playing out of his mind too. He runs a pretty good amount of routes in the he slot. Did. 
Yeah, he could avoid him exactly. So yeah, let's let's go with Lamb here. Yeah, like Noah Brown's been kind of phased out. Gallup's been shaky. So it's it, I think Lamb and Schultz are gonna have big games here. Yeah, I think we both have Lamb in like the top three. So yeah, no, I, I'm just saying I'm super high on Schultz as well. But I think you know it's it's more of a top heavy offense than I expected the past couple of games. Because like I said, I think Noah Brown only had like one catch last week. So um, yeah, so I like I like both these guys. Let's go to David Montgomery and get some leverage. I was just going to say that. Leverage here at 6,200 <laughs> with Herbert out. Uh, that would be some leverage on, you know, the fields. And we have Fields, Moody, and – no, we have – no, no, we don't have Fields in the other arm. But either way, no. uh, uh, I think he's going to be very popular. So going with his running back, you know, in, who has well, – he only has a couple – what, with two touchdowns this year. So, yeah. uh yeah, that could easily kind of revert to the mean and, and he could get that could swing his way. So let's go with him. It's very good price, 6,200 against that Falcon D that got torched by uh, Foreman in that last game. Yeah, I just saw that. Uh, I was like, oh man, he looks pretty cheap. And then I realized I haven't even factored in Herbert being out. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to be even better. Probably a little chalky, but who knows? But yeah, he's way too cheap on FanDuel. Um, so let's see. So we got to go receiver here. God, we got to use Devonta Smith again here. Okay. Um, I don't care if we do a double dip. He's only 6,400. Um, again, probably just, you know, they haven't been able to adjust for Goddard being out, but it, it was a good matchup anyway. So, yeah, got to go Smith here. We got 7,400 for wide receiver and a flex. So, I'll take a wide receiver. Let's go well, with uh, oh. let's go with my boy uh, Adam Thielen. 5,900. Oh, 6K. 6K. <laughs> Standard. Yeah, because uh, we got well, we got Dak and Lamb, so you know, get a little running oh, back action. It. He had a bad game last week, right? Uh, Five for forty nine. So he's right on his averages. It's just he didn't get a touchdown. That's well, just yeah. Justin Jefferson just went ape shit. So yeah, yeah. I yes. always love feeling under the radar. He's had at least seven targets in is it every game? Every game since week <laughs> two. So he's he's kind of pretty high floor. So hopefully he breaks through. I do like the matchup though because Dallas is another team that plays a ton of zone, and, and Thielen's been a lot better versus zone. And Osborne's been the guy that they go to more mm-hmm. against man coverage. So uh, should be a good spot for him. Really, just need that yep. some touchdown luck. But uh, that that leaves you eighty eight hundred. Okay. Flex. Um. So running back. Oh, Jonathan Taylor. Can do it. Eighty-seven. Yeah. Again, uh, sort of correlates, I guess, with the Devonte. Uh, yeah. Let, let's go with that. I don't care if we double dip twice on these guys. I, I like the correlation there. All right. So we got Dak Prescott, seventy-five hundred at Minnesota. Running back Alvin Kamara, seventy-five hundred at home against the Rams, and David Montgomery at sixty-two hundred at the Falcons. Taylor in the flex at eighty-seven hundred at home against Philly. Our wide receivers are CeeDee Lamb stacked with Dak, 8,100 at Minnesota, Devontae Smith, 6,400 at Indy, and Adam Thielen at 6K against the Cowboys. Friar Muth is a tight end at 5,400, and we got the Saints D stacked with Kamara, 4,100 against the Rams. Love it. All right. That is going to do it for our Week 11 Fantasy Flex Fantasy Preview podcast if you want to hear us talk more player projections be sure to check out our player projections episode out right now over on the action network podcast channel and every friday this season sean and i will have our night shift episode where we break down the sunday night and monday night football 
DFS Slates, which is right here on this channel. So be sure to check that out as well. ActionNetwork.com for all of our up-to-date fantasy football rankings for the week and projections. NFL betting and fantasy content. FantasyLabs.com for our DFS tools and models. You can find Sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker. You can find me at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money.